Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Log Talk Radio. holidays and all that good stuff. Great. What do we have on the agenda today? Well, today I know that uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of things that have happened and are happening um, here at the Hebrew congregation and in the community. Uh, But mostly our show today will focus on the upcoming holiday of Simchat Torah, S-I-M-C-H-A-T Torah, Simchat Torah which uh, will uh, happen on this Monday night, uh, this coming Monday night. Um, It will happen here at the Hebrew Congregation of St. Thomas at 6.30 p.m. Monday the 24th. Okay. So I'm eager to hear what all you have to tell us, teach us, show us, let us learn. Go ahead, teach. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay, thank you. All right. Uh, well, right now, ATN, we're in the middle of Sukkot, and we talked all about that last week of the yes. holiday of Sukkot, the Harvest Festival that began on Sunday night, the 16th. And right now, we're on the second day of Sukkot, and Sukkot takes us until Monday, the 24th, where Shmini Atzeret, which means the eighth day of Sukkot, is celebrated, and with that begins the holiday of Simchat Torah. Um, oh. So we are, we have moved away from the new year. We have moved away from Yom Kippur. We are now, uh, Jews around the world are dwelling in their sukkahs outside their houses. They are eating 
and drinking and enjoying themselves underneath uh, their sukkahs. Last night, um, you know, people here at the Hebrew congregation hosted mm-hmm. a little get-together. And, of course, um, on Sunday night, we had our kids come in and decorate the sukkah to hang plastic fruit and wow. um, images of harvest festivals. It was really lovely. Um, and so Sukkot's going great. So um, the last holiday of the high holiday season for a little while is Simchat Torah. After that, we've got a little bit of a break uh, all the way up until basically Hanukkah. So this is really the last holiday of the season. Okay. And uh, Shemini Atzeret, as I said, is a, is a word that means the eighth-day convocation. Now, this name, Shemini Atzeret, um, comes from Leviticus 23:36, that proclaims on the eighth day you shall observe a holy convocation. So Jews in biblical times, they observed Sukkot for seven days, and then the eighth day uh, was Simchat Torah. So it's, uh, it's, that's a combined uh, holiday together. So Shemini Atzeret was originally a time to reflect upon the holiday that just had come from Sukkot. They had left their booths, their sukkahs, and started to get back into their daily routine. And Shemini Atzeret became uh, special times to recite prayers about rain and uh, agriculture, as we talked about. Yes. And it's a separate. Fe- it was a separate festival, but now we observe it concurrently with Simchat Torah, which we'll talk about. Simchat Torah, which means literally the rejoicing. In the Torah, we are pretty happy about the Torah at Simchat Torah. And uh, what we are doing by celebrating Simchat Torah is we are celebrating the end and the beginning of our annual Torah reading cycle. So in every synagogue around the world, each week, each Friday or Saturday, we read a portion of the Torah, of the five books of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. We read a portion in order, and each each portion is called, in Hebrew, a parsha, and that weekly parsha is what we speak on. Now, this was adapted by our Christian friends who take a, a part of the Bible to speak on each week, and they speak on that as well in the same sort of Cycle. There's some some sort of cycle or program to say, okay, we split the readings up from one day to the next. And this is the day that we start over. So we read the very last Parsha in Deuteronomy, the fifth book. And then we start over and read the very first words of the Torah in Genesis. So that's really what Simchat Torah, in its most basic way, is about. Um, And I will uh, give you a little history on this. Sure, Um, please do. Back in, sure, sure. Um, The the changing of recognizing Shemini Atzeret to Simchat Torah, this happened in the, the 11th century. And this was a one year cycle of Torah reading, which, which we do. Uh, which which I was speaking about, that throughout the Jewish year, we take a weekly parsha and we, and we read it, and eventually we start at the beginning and we end at the end. Uh, 
Now, this isn't always the case and was not always the case. There is also what's called a triennial cycle, a three-year cycle of the Torah reading that was done in Israel and still is at some, in some places where it takes them three years to read the entire Torah instead of one. It was, it was the one-year cycle that was adapted by Jews who were living outside of Israel and the Babylonian community. And in the 8th century, we started to adapt it. We started to become a little bit more commonplace to do this. And therefore, Simchat Torah came to be in terms of it's every year that we're going to rejoice in the fact that we've read the entire Torah and we're going to start all over again. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... One of the things that we will do here at the Hebrew Congregation of St. Thomas on that Monday night is we will open our ark and, and see the Torah and we'll take out the Torah and we'll do what's called a hakafah. That's H-A-K-A-F-A-H, hakafah, which literally means to go around where we're going to take the Torah and walk it around walk it around the community and the congregation and having people recognize it and we talk about how great it is and we sing about how great it is uh, and that's the first hakafa and then we do some Torah reading and I, as I said we read the very last parsha of the Torah and this is Deuteronomy 33 that's Deuteronomy and the, the parsha is called Vizot HaBracha which means this is the blessing because that's mm-hmm. how the last parsha begins. This is the blessing from which Moses, the man of God, bade the Israelites farewell before he died. That's what this last parsha is about. It's about Moses dying before getting to the Holy Land. And so we'll read that, and then we will lift the Torah, and we'll return it back to the ark, and we'll take out a second Torah, and we'll do a second hakafah where we take the Torah around, this other Torah, and we open it up to the very beginning. Genesis chapter 1. When God began to create the heaven and the earth. So we, we literally end, and then we start again. And that's what we will be doing. They're supposed to do seven of these, seven hakafot, seven times where you're, you're running, walking around with the Torah. Um, and if you're not carrying a Torah, usually there are bright-colored flags or, or you know, great celebration. It's a big celebration day, following around the Torah and rejoicing in the wisdom that we get from it. Okay. Before we go any further, could you explain for the audience, please, what exactly is the Torah? Absolutely. So the Torah, you. if you look at, if you look at the Bible as, as we know it uh, in the Jewish Bible and then what has been changed to the Christian Bible, uh, the first five books are the same. The first five books of the, of the Bible, which are called the Pentateuch or the books mm-hmm. of Moses, I see. and the Torah consists of these, the five books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Um, and that is the Torah. The Torah for Jews is really what we read, as I said, every week. We read it in Hebrew. We read it on a scroll. 
And every week we chant the Hebrew and read and hear the stories of our Torah. And inside the Torah are mitzvot. They are commandments, 613 of them, in which we are supposed to follow these and how to live moral and ethical life. We follow the Torah. So the Torah is the guidebook for every Jew on how to live a ethical and moral life. Clean life. So it means a lot to Jewish people. Yes. It means a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's also beautifully done, written in Hebrew by very special employ and people who are in employment uh, called sofers, writers, who yeah. handwrite handwrite yeah. uh, right scribes right handwrite the Hebrew on these this lambskin this pay this lamb parchment here, and we open it up every week and we see the beautiful scribal you know uh, font and we and we read it and we chant it and. It is a huge part of our lives. So Simchat Torah is a moment where the Jews can rejoice in so many years of studying the Torah and how well it has guided our lives. Wow, quite interesting. I'm amazed with the the amount of excitement and and entertainment and celebration. It, It looks like during the celebration, people are having a happy time. They're not they are. The church all sad, but they're having a happy time. <laughs> so it is. It's a happy time. And let me tell you, yeah. here at the Hebrew Congregation of St. Thomas, we make it a happy time. And right. we, I, take out, I take out my guitar, and we start singing. We start playing music, and we start singing because we're happy about having the Torah, and we're, we're going to uh, sing out about how happy we are and, all the, and sing all the favorite Jewish songs that we have. It's called a song session. And you yeah. see people will take Torahs and they'll dance with them and they'll, uh, they'll hold them up and they'll show their love for Judaism and for the Torah. It is a beautifully happy wow. occasion. It really is. And sometimes they see, and I, I mean, they've done it here, but I don't know uh, how often they do it here, but, in, but certainly in Israel and in other synagogues around the world, They'll take the Torahs out and they'll parade outside. Let the whole community see how great the Torah is. And they'll wow. sing and they'll dance all throughout the streets of Israel. Um, I've had an opportunity to see one of these marches. And it's a beautiful thing. Men, women, children marching together with the Torah, singing and dancing and rejoicing in the fact that we have a gift from God, a gift yes. of how to be good people. Yes. Fantastic. That's what life is all about. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so um, one of the things that we'll do is, as I said, we'll read, we'll read from the Torah, but we will invite members of our synagogue to be honored to come up to do what's called an aliyah, A-L-I-Y-A-H. Aliyah, which literally means going up, because you go up to the bima, uh, up to the pulpit, and they do a special blessing before 
the Torah reading, which means that we have, even if I'm going to be doing the Torah reading, which I probably will, um, we have people who will come up and do a special blessing sure. uh, over, the, over the Torah so that we can also recognize people in our community. And we did this a lot over the high holidays, but so that we can recognize uh, very loyal and dedicated congregants here in our community who come up and bless the Torah because it was probably them or their families or whoever it is who helped sustain the place, sustain our synagogue. And so they, yeah. should, they should be able to be honored to do a blessing. So that's one okay. of the things that we'll do. Great. Um, yeah. And so we need to, so we, throughout the week, ATN, one of the things that I'm going to have to do is go down to the synagogue and roll the Torah, roll those, those big, big rollers <laughs> there, the parchment paper, to get one to the very end and one to the very beginning. And let me tell you, I'm it's left. a little bit of a workout. I'm, I'm laughing because when you said you, one of the things you have to do is go down to the synagogue and roll. I thought you were going to say unroll on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thankfully, no, I get really sand, uh, sandy. But you're not going to get that would, excited. Uh, no, this, no, I'm not that. Uh, I'm not that excited. About it, but I do have to roll the Torah, and it's a little bit of a, yeah. little bit of a workout to do that. But yeah. it, but it's my exactly. job as a rabbi uh, to do that. Um, sure. So. I want to read for you uh, a couple selections from our Simchat Torah service that will take place on Monday night at 6.30. And then, um, and then we'll talk about uh, music, and you can play some of that great music again. Okay, okay. Uh, but uh, but here are, um, here's some, some beautiful things about Simchat Torah. So on the last festival day... When Israel concludes its cycle of Torah reading, the adversary comes before God to accuse Israel, saying, True, Israel has read the Torah, but it will not complete it. But once Israel, notwithstanding this slanderous remark, has completed the Torah, God says to the adversary, Behold, they have completed it. And then the adversary replies, This may be so, but they will not begin it anew. For this reason, Israel starts upon the new cycle immediately, and then God can tell the adversary, look, they have already begun it once more. Hence, the adversary cannot enter any charges against Israel. Wherefore, the day is called Simchat Torah, the rejoicing of the law. Now, that's a little snippet, Etienne, of a little story, right, where God has certain angels, and one of the angels is called the adversary, um, whose job it is, or the adversary, the job it is to challenge God and challenge the Jewish people. And so the adversary is always saying, oh, they're not going to do this, they're not going to do this, but as Jews, when we do, we're able to follow God's commandments and celebrate it. Yes. yes. Makes sense. And if, if you want, if you, yeah, and if you want a little a bit of uh, trivia here, Okay, go ahead. The word, in he- the word in all right. The word in Hebrew for adversary is Satan. Ah, Satan. S A T A N. Does that ring any bells mm-hmm. to you? Satan. <laughs> yes, it does. It does. Yes. It does. Yes. So, so the Christian understanding of Satan. Yes. Originated from a Jewish mystic view that there is a, a angel with God whose job it is 
to challenge a little bit, to push a little bit. How uh, the Christian story went a little bit uh, off of that narrative and created a whole new narrative about Satan and the fallen and all of the, all of that is is Christian. Yes. But um, it's important that people know where things come from. Yes. And Satan is in Jewish understanding an angel, but angels, and this is really important, angels in Jewish understanding do not have free will. Angels oh. in Jewish understanding can only do what God commands them yes. to do. In the Christian so faith, the re- yeah. Right, right. That's a, that's a difference, right? So, yeah. so the only reason why the adversary, Hasatan, challenges God is because God wants an adversary. He wants someone, God wants someone to be, oh. um, you know. The wake-up person. Or, right, so, right, sort of a, a prosecuting attorney to yes. sort of keep things, keep, him, keep God on his toes. Keep going. And, exactly. um, you know, to be, for better lack of a word, ATM, the devil's advocate. Yes. Uh, yes. Sort of challenge things, but of course, Judaism knows knows no understanding of uh, of the devil in that sense. But that's just sure. a figure of speech. So let me jump in with okay. two words that you you brought up that that my yeah my Latin education has helped me with, and I didn't like Latin when I was taking it in high school, but it has helped me a lot in the language we speak, the English language. The word adversary comes from Latin. Two words: ad towards, to or towards. And um, adverse, or adverse to turn. So when you turn to or from someone, you're being at you're doing what is known as adverse or turning against. An adversary mm-hmm. is a person who turns against whatever it is. In this case, it will be God. And the other one, uh, I just missed it. It was the a word. Um, oh, I'll come back to it in a minute. I had to bring that up because okay. adversary is a appropriate word because, like you said, yes, he's turning against whatever the topic is, whatever God wants us to do. He's going to find a way to challenge us by turning us against or attempting to turn us against. Yes. That's right. And, you know, too many people, I think, ATN, think of this as such a malicious or evil act. But yeah. what's the way Judaism understands it is that it's important for us to be challenged. It's important yes, for us to think about the things that we're doing. And so it's important to have an adversary who yes. will say, you know, sure, that sounds good, but have you thought about this at all? And that's yes. what God created in, in the creation of the adversary. And the adversary in Jewish stories comes up from time to time. And yeah. challenges our matriarchs and patriarchs and says, uh, what about this? What about this? And so this yeah. little story that I told you about Simchat Torah really talks about how our job as Jews is to uh, understand what we are doing and rejoicing in the symbolism of learning and through the Torah. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'm looking so we're moving right along here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, yes. I'm looking at time. Is, there, is this a good time to go into some of that music? Yeah, go ahead and play play some of that music, and we'll talk about how important music has okay. been. Okay, we'll do that.
Wow, he sounds very happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, one of the reasons why I picked this music, ATN, is that the, the Hasidics, the Orthodox, are so great at music. They're so great at yes. uh, bringing in so much joy. And yes. you'll notice that there were no lyrics to the songs. They were just the I bye byes and my lie lie. this, yeah, that's right, that's right. And while there are lots of songs that we're going to sing on Simchat Torah that do have lyrics and do have song, you know, words, yes. this, this kind of music, uh, which, is, which is a very old style of Jewish music, is called a nigun, that's N-I-G-G-U-N. It's basically a song without words. It's just about feeling the music and feeling well, then, the dancing and the happiness. Well, let me ask you a minute, real quick. Ay, ay, ay. In, in, in our Western Union culture, I, I, I is an expression we use when we're either surprised or we're frustrated uh, or we're sad. So is there any emotional attached to that I, I, I that he's singing about? Not really. Not really. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, this is all joy. This is all joy. Okay. So, all joy. Um, okay. But it's just about, um, you know, making sounds and, and being happy and feeling that yes. joy. Uh, and but there are so I wanted to talk about some music uh, some music that we're going to sing on Monday night for Simchat Torah we're going to sing some songs like Am Yisrael Chai Am Yisrael Chai which means the people of Israel live and that's a beautiful song about uh, how we're still here how much so that uh, despite the fact that so many people have tried to eradicate the world of yes. Jewish people we're still here we're yes. still living there's uh Beautiful songs that say, Yiv duet Hashem Basimcha, serve God with joy, things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. There's songs about peace. Osei shalom bim ramav huya osei shalom aleinu. May the one who brings peace to the high places bring peace over all of us. That's something Great. that we'll sing. Yes, yes. We, we also sing uh, songs that that mimic the, or rather use the words from our ancient texts, our rabbinic texts like the Talmud. So there's a, a beautiful uh, song that says, Kol haolam kulo gesher tsar ma'od, vaikar lo lefarched klau, which means the, the world is a very narrow bridge. Mm. And the most important thing is to not be afraid. And that's something that came from one of the rabbis said, and we're going to sing about that. We're going to sing what it means if the world is a very narrow bridge, but the important thing is just go over it and not be afraid. That's <laughs> how you get afraid. through life. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah. But those, well, are, those are some of the songs that we'll sing. Yeah. Um, and, Let me um, stop you there, please. And I know Let that, me stop you there. Yeah. Because we're just about out of time. Two last things. Okay. Uh, we want to close with a prayer, but we also want to announce about your trip to Israel. Yes, thank you so much for the reminder, Etienne. So on okay. on the 30th, on October 30th, we will be leaving for Israel for the Holy Land. 
Um, and uh, we, will, we will be spending nine days in Israel studying and touring and learning with our friends over at the Montessori Academy here in St. Thomas. So we're very, very excited about that. And when we get back, uh, when we get back, uh, our next show, um, I think this is the last one before that trip. So, right. oh, no, we have one. We have one Tuesday. We have one Tuesday. So on the 25th. But on, the, but on when we return on the 15th of November, we'll talk all about it. We'll talk all about Israel. And the other thing that we'll talk about just before we end is that I had the honor of going to the prayer breakfast by our Congresswoman, yes. Stacey Plaskett, and I received yes. a very lovely award about bridging community. Wow. It was really quite an honor. Yeah. Wow. Well, 30 seconds. Can you do a prayer in 30 seconds? <laughs> I can. I'll do a special blended benediction um, okay. for Simchat Torah. May your eyes sparkle with the light of Torah and your ears hear the music of its words. May the space between each letter of the scrolls bring warmth to your soul. Be wow. a blessing to all who listen to your words and see the Torah glowing on your face. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. You did it, Mike. You did it. Thank you very much. Appreciate <laughs> I got it. it. <laughs> you sure did, man. You sure did. Okay. So we'll meet again next Tuesday, and that'll be the last show before you take your trip to Israel. We'll see you then, and so long, for, and thanks again, Mike. Take care. All the best. Thank you. So long, everybody. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. You're welcome.